Hi, baby. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Wow, this is crystal clear. This is absolutely crystal clear. Amazing. So you can let everyone know our recap of technical difficulties and why we haven't recorded. Go for it. So Micah, as we all know, moved away into the wilderness of (laughs) the untamed West, as we call it, where Wi-Fi is but a, a phrase people use, but not a technology that truly exists. So we had no connection in order to do our little podcast here. So that's been the issue for the last couple of weeks. Um, but we're back now with faster Wi-Fi and a new recording software ready to get back at it. We're still together. So don't worry. That wasn't the issue. We would have recorded a breakup podcast if that had happened. Um, <laughs> Micah, anything to add? Um, we saw each other in this time for like a week. We were together. I went to visit Matthew because I'm very, very nice. And he has yet to come visit me in the wild west. And apparently there was some (laughs) issues that happened during that week. I learned about (laughs) when we were trying to record on our other software just earlier today that Micah uh, landed sobbing, just missing and missing and missing her, (laughs) her new home. No, and... you're saying all it weird. I was just <laughs> discussing. I was like, we were together for a week, but as some people might know with a long distance relationship, you get so used to not being together that like in your mind, you kind of build up being together like this whole thing. And I'm much more of, and I think Matthew would agree, kind of like the romantic or like the grand idealist. And Matthew's much more the practical expedient of the relationship. And so um, I just was got, I'm also just very into like my distinct routine. And when I'm put out of routine, similar to like a jellyfish, I just start to like seize up. I just don't like it. So the first night was a little overwhelming being like back and seeing Matthew. And I did have a few tears. Um, so, but then after that, it was all roses <laughs> until I we think. got in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the start of that fight? I don't remember that either. It was me asking if I could use your address for my oh, CPA. Oh yeah, you called me an idiot. Right, 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 right. Okay, no. After he literally like was like yelling at me, calling me a liar and a fraud. For like 30 minutes straight. And I just was like, I'm none of those things. And I finally was, I wasn't saying he was an idiot, but I was like this whole argument, like this whole thing of like you just being like, it was obviously him just showing resentment towards that I'd moved away. So I just was like, this is idiotic, you know? Yeah, that's definitely one version of events for sure. Um, I think you asked me the question, direct question. You looked me right dead in my eyes and said, Matthew, I have a question for you. Are you an idiot? <laughs> That's if, not true. At all. To get to the bottom of it is if you'd been debating long, long and hard about this, like, is he an idiot? <laughs> is he not an idiot? And you just wanted to know, like, from my perspective, <laughs> as far as medical diagnosis that I had in my life, was I, in fact, an idiot? So <laughs> I took some offense to. Honestly, I didn't ask that, but that's in that moment. I actually, what I was asking you was like, 
why do you not love me? Because you were just being so <laughs> mean to me. I just was like, I don't, I literally don't get why you're with me if you're just going to discredit and not encourage the goals that I'm going for and not care about me at all. Like, I, that's what I was saying. I was like, you're idiotic for staying with me and being this offensively rude was like the genuine sentiment. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's so, anyway, then. I went and ate brownies and ice cream that night with one of my friends, and it was all good from there. So, yep. yeah, it was a really fun week. We went to the place. We went on one of our first dates, a corn maze. Oh, sort of. Yeah, we went to the spooky version of it. Yeah, but I mean, same place. Yeah, it was fun. Scariest haunted forest in Boise, 3.5 out of, or 4.5 out of 5 stars. Their own personal rating. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't actually that scary, but okay, you're screaming the whole time. Yeah, I but I'm easily spooked. That's true. The people we were with, they weren't that scared. Yeah, the chainsaw guy got me, but the chainsaw always gets me. Something about seeing a real chainsaw in your face revving. Always yeah, gets me. I agree. Yeah, it was a fun. It was such a busy visit too, because like my job is still there. And all my friends are still there. So it was just like every single night it was like doing stuff, seeing people. And I think that's part of the reason that probably led to that fight was just we were both pretty exhausted because we'd run a half marathon or maybe that was the day before the half marathon. But we'd stayed up late. We'd woken up early because Matthew likes to stay up late. I like to wake up early. So it's not really a good combination. Yeah, we watched baseball one night. Stayed up late, well, like, till 11. That's a good thing. If anyone is in a relationship where one of them is a morning person and one of them is a night person, you should write in your tips or how you guys have compromised. Because me and Matthew um, have never lived together, won't live together, so we don't have to deal with that very immediately. But I just want to hear how other people deal with differing schedules, I guess. Especially since it's, like you were saying, you get more and more into your natural sleep cycle. And you've leaned more and more into the getting up earlier and going to bed earlier. And yeah. I, I just have trouble sleeping at night. I like to stay up late and then wake up at like seven-ish or eight-ish. Yeah, I think I change your sleeping schedule a little because I like naturally will just be like, oh, let's go on a morning run or something. And so it's not even that much earlier, but I'm sure you want would want to sleep longer on weekends. And then you change mine because you're like we can't go to bed before 10 and i've always like heard that before and been like oh yeah i have to be a normal person but then i'm like no why wouldn't i do what like is best for my productivity and my general well-being you know yeah who who told you you can't go to bed before 10 i just always I don't, felt I don't like, like to go to bed before 10 but is that a thing even with work how like i had friends at work tell me like oh, like, you get tired around four in the afternoon, good luck working a nine to five. And I always was like, <laughs> no, I wake up at five and start working or, you know, like, yeah. so now I've been working like 5am to two, and then taking a break, going for a run and then studying until like six. I don't, uh, I don't think it's necessary to stay up that late, but it's just my prerogative, you know? I just think we're indoctored in a young age of like 
these are our hours of society. You have to be productive from these hours and you have to sleep from these hours. And so even like how you like to stay up later, um, well, I have a separate theory on that, but I think you should do whatever is in your natural, like circadian rhythm, you know? And I really always, since I was a young child to like, I wasn't a teenager who ever slept in in my entire life. The latest I've ever slept in was because like I was on a red eye all night or something, you know, and I changed 12 hour time zone. And even then I slept until like 7 a.m. Like I'm just one of those people where like I literally physically cannot sleep in. So like why would I? I remember like in college people would be like, oh, I can't wait to like sleep in till 10. And I just was like, yeah, I'm not going to stay up partying with you till 3 a.m. because I will be up at 6 a.m. no matter what, you know? Wow. What a little... Uh, I just feel poop, passionate about it. Yeah. Passionate about going to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> and getting up early. Because here's my thing. I'm about to like trash talk for the next 40 seconds on people who stay up late. Probably get a lot of hate. But I think a general consensus, and I think you'd probably agree with me, is that people who stay up late... Like for me, when I wake up early in the morning... What am I doing in those hours? I'm not like watching TV. I'm working. I'm working out. I'm preparing meals for the day. I, you know what I mean? I'm like getting like crap done. Excuse my language, you know? I'm starting my day. Like when I wake up, I'm like ready to do all these tasks and get to get as much done before like 2 p.m. so that I can kind of like work on other things or rest a little bit. Whereas I think night people, it's like, you wake up late, or this is how I feel, at like nine, that's like the best hours of the day are gone for getting work done. And so I guess like for me, I'm like, you don't really get work done after like 8 p.m., you know? Yeah. I, I mean, we're doing this right now after 8 p.m. Yeah. This I mean, I think, like I think that's work. extremely judgmental to say that people like, oh, if you stay up late, well, then you just don't get work done. You're just lazy. I feel like that's... I'm saying in general, I'm sure there's a statistic <laughs> or like research paper there on this is, that morning people, people, people are more productive. That's what they say. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before. And I think there's a study that yeah. proved that. But and I'm just saying... That's, like, but it's like, that's, like, that's just an average, you know? That's not every single person individually. Yeah. I think every single person should do whatever makes them feel the best and most productive. But I'm saying for myself, I completely 100% agree with that from my own only personal experience. Because for me, it's like, if I stay up a little bit later, I'm tired the next day, or I don't really get anything done in those like late night hours. And so like, what was the point of them, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, I still wake up really, but I'm not as productive. So I guess for me, I just really love the morning. Like, I get genuinely a little depressed every day when I see the clock hit 12 because I'm like, geez, my morning's over. I don't because 12 o'clock, then it's like, oh, halfway through work. It's time to go. Lunchtime. Ready to get the heck on out of here and get on with my life. You know, 12 is a yeah. pretty good time for me. Actually, no, 12 does usually depress me because I usually think, oh, it's only noon, you know? See, but if you just make your own hours, I'm always like, I only have one or two hours left in the workday now when i start at five yeah know? but i don't i don't work from home i yeah, have to be there that's late true. unfortunately so ultimately mike is anyway. better than most people which we already knew that 
that wasn't that wasn't Matthew, don't say the, that. the headline of the story, but it is true. No, you always say that just to like make me feel like I'm trying to make myself sound better that I'm not. I'm just really agreeing that like every person should go with their own rhythm. Your job kind of goes against your rhythm right now because it makes you get up a little too early. About right, I say. I could probably get up oh, earlier and I, get to work earlier, but I was just saying for you personally, you'd probably like to sleep in a little later. I never think I'm better. You always just for the listener's point of view, <laughs> whenever we get in a fight or anything, Matthew immediately goes, I know you think you're better than me and that you think I'm a complete, stupid, worthless idiot. And I am like <laughs> Because <laughs> you say things because you because you, because you say things like you don't say Oh, I'm more productive in the morning. You say people are that wake up early are more productive. So like, okay, great. Thanks. I didn't so say the implication, that. If you listen back to this podcast. That's exactly I said what you everyone said. should do what makes them most productive. For me personally, it's like I've always been a morning person and I've always tried to fight against that to fit in with like my friends essentially, and I finally decided like I don't really care. I just want to do what makes me happiest and I think everyone should do that. And I was like also, I think in general, I can only speak from my own personal experience that it makes me more productive. I think I've heard people who wake up in the morning are more productive. Yeah, you're changing the but record now, but yeah. The caveat, no, 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 with the caveat that everyone should do what makes them most productive. Okay, so you hear that, everyone? Don't listen to society. Do what makes you most productive. Yeah, I think so. But I think it's good to like play with different routines, you know? Like some people are like, oh, like I wonder if staying up later would make me more productive or like if waking up earlier would make me more productive or like, you know, like I think it's I like try to change up my routine like every other week to try to like see what's best. So it's always changing, you know? Yeah. How do you do that? You, you pretty much wake up early. What about early? What do you change? Um, I guess for me, I change like so the last couple weeks. So I started when I was working from home, I would run in the morning and then I would do my work day and then I would take a break after like six hours and go to yoga and then I would work my final two hours and then study. And then I changed it to, I would go to yoga and then, or I would work like three hours and then I would go to yoga and then I would work the rest of my day. Then I would run and then I would study. And then now I've kind of switched it to... I wake up and I just start working and I work till like one or two and then I go for a run and then I study for three hours and then I go to yoga at like five or six and then. Oh yeah. With that lady you like, huh? Yeah. Cause I didn't like the Tuesday. Like, so I, I found honestly, like it sucks because a lot of times there's not a five o'clock flow class. Like there's, which is the class I like to go to. So only like Mondays through Wednesdays, I can do that where I just wake up and work five to two run. Cause I found it makes my running better because I'm not fatigued from another workout. And, um, I'm like way better at work. If I just like work five to two. How's that been going lately? You're running. Um, well, we did that new thing this week where we had our, little increase together that you're supposed to mm -hmm. do with me and i i did that all i didn't run i only ran two miles on thursday but i'd run like three or four the day before so i think i did good how are you doing pace wise you feeling fast well i live on like in mountains so 
fast is a relative term here. Yeah. But how are you feeling? Do you feel like, is it a struggle or do you feel, I'm just saying, because I've been feeling like it's not a struggle lately. Like I feel like since the half marathon, everything's been feeling better than before. You know, like I just feel like that was such a hard run for me. (laughs) It put a lot of the running, I haven't run like that in a long time. So put a lot of things in perspective of like how far I can really like push myself, you know? So now when I'm running, it's like, I'm just kind of clocking away those miles. Like it's nothing. Like it doesn't feel that hard, really. I was just wondering if you were feeling the same way. We'll have to come up with a new uh, week of mileage training. I don't know about distance, but but as far as like like pacing wise, I guess, like before I would like struggle to get like eight minutes for the three miles over just to hold that. But now I'm running and then I'll look down at my pace and feel like, oh yeah, I'm I'm going pretty slow. I'm just going to go for a jog and it's like eight minutes, you know? So maybe you need to keep pushing it yeah. or you get more mileage in though too and slow it down, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm going to focus on just like getting more mileage in January. I'm going to start a marathon training program for like maybe the marathon in May. But I will say I second that in that for me, the change happened in pace. Like for some reason, I always remember training in college. We would train our distance runs at like 8.30 pace. And so that pace was like ingrained in me, but I always thought like, yeah, I can't go faster than this unless it's for a race and then I can go like 6.50 pace. But even that was like, I was never just like a fast runner. And so after I wasn't running professionally, it was always like, yeah, I just run nine minute pace because I used to run 8.30 pace in college, but like now I'm not really a runner, you know? And then, Something happened this summer when I got my watch for some reason. I had like a one run where like I ran like six miles and it was at like, yeah, like 730 pace. And I just was like, whoa, I was like, I don't think I've ever run six miles at 730 pace. Like it was just like, it's almost like what you're saying where like once you break through that pace, you know, you like break through that mental barrier of, oh, I can't run faster than this yeah because then if you remember that this last summer all of my distance runs i would screenshot to you were like under eight minute pace yeah which was really crazy for me yeah i i mean i i used to run like a little bit faster than i was now on my average pace but it hadn't been like that for a long time i i don't know i just feel like it made a big change being able to just like push myself all the way and and then really see what i had but i don't know it's just been more fun honestly too and I think the cold helped too. Like I, same way with <laughs> the sleeping. When it's hot, I run much worse. So I feel like you kind of get better. And in the cold, I run a little bit better too than uh, when it's too hot out. Like too hot, then I'm just done. But when it's cold like it is, too cold, I can usually just like put on a jacket and pants and then just like muscle through it and still run like pretty fast or feel like I'm running faster. Yeah. For me, I never really train in the heat because I always just wake up pretty early. So I think that's why I do good in the summers. But I do have a lot of trouble in the winter because I have this really vivid image of my mind of like, if I run too fast in the winter, like one of my ligaments is just going to be like breaking <laughs> because <laughs> they're it just like solid. <laughs> I, my dad has always just like put a really big emphasis. I remember if we had cross country runs and it was like 50 degrees out, which is winter here, we'd be like really have to warm up and roll out everything. They'd always stretch because they'd say everything's like frozen and tight right now. You don't want to like snap something. And just the imagery of like my hamstrings snapping in the cold has always like 
kind of put me off from running in the cold. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's definitely true. Like, if you're, but I don't, I don't think that's to do with the temperature necessarily. I mean, if you're, it does though. No, but if you're cold, yeah, you might feel cold, but internally your body is still around the same temperature. Like, if it's thirty-five degrees outside, your ligaments aren't at. 40 degrees your ligaments are still like 90 ish degrees you know like internally you're still okay it's just your outside skin that feels cold but in i don't know i, I, I would look up the idea. it's a good idea to warm up regardless of the temperature outside you should be rolling everything out and or stretching or at least getting you know walking i shouldn't just get up off the off the computer chair and run three miles or whatever you know i think that's yeah just good advice in general i feel like in the cold the best part for the, the biggest part for me if it was really cold out and i had to warm up was if I like my lungs were still cold, like my chest felt cold or like my just like my breath felt wasn't used to it. Then if I tried to start running, like it would be such an icy feeling inside my chest or like my chest hurt. So I'd have to make sure like that was all like regulated and ready to go before I was running rather than any actual like ligament damage. But my coach was always pretty obsessed with like warm up and we'd rub like this tiger balm all over our legs um, to like generate heat almost it was like icy hot minus the icy hot i minus the icy part it was just the hot part so that would like literally warm you up um and then we do lots of jogging on that so i don't know i've always been big on like warm so you haven't seen that i mean i'm not really big on it when <laughs> we just go for our little trots <laughs> i'll just <laughs> roll out of my computer chair and go for a run but when you know our little trots bub you always like you're sounding like you're like such a macho runner like you didn't run before you met me for a while. No, correct? Those are trots. What would you call those? Runs? But you would like struggled. It's not like, oh, like, yeah, my little girlfriend just like takes me for like a slow little walk. Like, who's, who's, we run who up hills like that? And stuff. Just you being like, oh, I used to warm up for runs, but since I've run with you, like, I don't even need to warm up. That's not it. Just, That's it, how you just lazy. That. And before I was running for money, I wasn't running for just fun. For, for the Strava points. You're running for a girlfriend. I'm running for my own health to stay alive. That's true. Can you tell the people um, about running with me when we first like met? And then also about our November challenge after that? Uh, what about running with us when we first met? You took me on a run. You said you were going for a run. Just like in general, how like you decided to go running with me after we'd only known each other for like couple weeks well i knew you in in school and i thought you were really 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 cute and then you said oh i do a running thing with uh because that was one of the first things we talked about right was like we both used to run cross country in college and so then i you said oh i'm going running on tuesday i think it was the first day in the morning and that was the day we didn't have class just work so i said yeah i'll meet you for a run um because when a when a cute girl asks you to go for a run, you don't say no. And so then I got out my old shoes, dusted them off, blew off the old <laughs> accumulated, found them in the back of the closet, slipped them on. And, and how long had it been? How I long mean, had it been since you I ran occasionally, so I'd probably, it probably been like two months since the last run. And then, ooh, update. Um, and then... But I mean, it wasn't like, oh, two months and then I, I hadn't been running, but I've been running so consistently before. Then it was like two months and like two months since the previous run and then two months from the previous run before that. So it'd been a, a while. So before me, 
occasionally yeah, you just grab your shoes and run yeah, what, like two miles just by yourself? Like you got a lot of energy, you got to burn it off. And so then we started running. And then I learned about Micah's proclivity for saying a run is going to be a certain amount of distance. And then just deciding unilaterally, because it was me and your friend Megan and myself uh, all running, that we'd start with a five-mile run. And then you would just decide that, oh, let's just go a little bit farther. Or, oh, it's just up or over the cross the bridge. And then it ended up like seven-mile runs. So... That was fun. That was a good thing to learn. A good thing to never take it too seriously, depending on what, how far you think you're going to go. But then we started running Tuesdays and Thursdays pretty consistently all through the rest of that school year. It was also cute because I always met Megan, my running friend, at her apartment. And so Matthew, <laughs> not only would he come to these like five or six, seven miles runs, but we would oh, run yeah, or walk like a mile to get there. So we'd like increase it by like. Wait, where were you living? Oh, yeah. you were living at Reinhardt at the That's time. That's funny. Yeah. Because you would, remember you used to bike? So you would come me. across the street. Would you just cross? No, no, no. But like, just I wouldn't later bike. when we go to class, to it. you would, you would come down uh, Longmont, right? And meet me. And then we'd like walk to class. You'd go on the green belt. So would you just, do you, don't you remember that? Um, I used to just walk to class on like the university drive. And then you would be on the bus sometimes, and you would see me, and you would get off. Well, that's what it is. But yes, yeah, yeah, when yeah, we used yeah. to walk, walk to, work. to work together, you'd go on the green belt. Would, so would you just bike across uh, Broadway? I used to always uh, walk. I didn't bike at that still, time because that was after my bike uh, accident. I guess you could just take the crosswalk. Then. I just imagine you just like creening across like, six lanes of traffic in the morning to cross the street. But I guess that's just a dream in my mind. No, well, we were on different on sides. Right side you, of... you would you would come meet I me didn't... by my apartment. I, I distinctly remember you Broadway. meeting me down there. But maybe that's after you move. Because maybe that's after you move. So you were on the like, correct side, yeah. I would, I would, I would start at Friendship Bridge to meet you, and then if you slept in that morning, I would just. I was start talking about a different towards, direction, though. But I think, I think yeah, that was after belt. you moved. Was when you'd come down that way. So you, we were on the same side. Oh yeah, I know. But yeah, so. That's how yeah. I got back into running and, you know, just been at it ever since. It was pretty cute because like the first run, we were supposed to run like four miles when it ended up being like six miles and we finished the run and Matthew just like stops running like a hundred <laughs> feet before we even like are to the point of like where we're going to stop running. So me and make are like, Okay. And he like he used to walk back like a mile back with me. He's like, Oh, I'll walk you back to your place. And you were like slightly limping. And then you were like, Okay, let's try to get some water. So we were like stopping at every building trying to see if there was a drinking fountain for you to get yeah. some water. Um and it was pretty funny. Yeah, because I had those, and then those I think shoes that feet were bleeding. The, the back part of it all worn away. So I had to had, to develop my double sock technique and then which just follows it by just buy some new shoes technique in order to prevent that particular injury yeah. and i remember thinking That's like wow poor. this guy's really poor what like you can't, can't afford a couple pairs of poor. shoes no i remember oh, yeah. thinking you thought. oh this guy must really like me well it's still true yeah it's fun because i really liked i like <laughs> being like the leader of a group and 
had always just run with my one friend. And then when I had Matthew, it was like we were a real running club. And I always made up the workouts. So it was kind of fun because like we would always go run hills on like Tuesdays, I think, or maybe it was Thursdays, but one of the days of the week. And it, we'd go to the base of the hill and I'd be like, okay, like let's do like for four today. Too. That's like a no, lot for them. Not. And then I'd always feel like I could do more. So I would always be the one that was like, okay, guys, we're going to do yeah. five. And Megan and you would like groan. But Matthew was like still trying to impress me. So he would like sprint up the hill before me. So it was just cute because he was like working extra hard was I working to like be hard, like, oh, yeah, I'm like a good better runner. At hills. <laughs> you were working extra hard at the beginning, but because you're a guy, you actually did become better like after that little bit. But in general, I think we've proven that I. I only beat you in running because I work harder at it. Like if you wanted to, you could definitely train harder and beat me. But because it's like my thing and I work at it really hard, I would say that I am I guess, like yeah. the superior runner. <laughs> I just made a little like eek face, like grinting my little teeth. Um, what I'm saying is that like you have more natural ability. You're a boy you like run way less than me and you're able to basically like keep up. I'm just saying that I think that's for sure. In general, I train harder. It's definitely more your thing than mine, but you definitely thought of it. No, I would well, say it's definitely it's not. as much like you thing. like think like, Oh, I need to go on a run today. I still most days have to be like, okay, I should go for a run today. You know, which there's the difference. Yeah, I guess I've been running just like who's better at minimal you though lately, but, Anyway, with that no, said, no, without a chance. No, uh, I'm honestly, terrible. probably you. I'm, I'm, I'm so less bad. Get me in a cold yoga studio. My ligaments are just snapping. Pop, pop, pop. They call me pop. That's true. The yoga studio because my ligaments would be popping. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm pretty bad, but I do enjoy it, so I keep going back. Um, our uh, November challenge. Talk to the people about it. It's yeah, November 1st. my know that part of the this. November challenge is to work out every single day, which I generally do, but really got to stick to it this month. And Micah, what's your part of the challenge? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, will, I forgot for a second. No added sugars. So I can eat like dates or, you know, like that kind of thing, but no like refined sugars and then no like bread or refined carbs. So like I got some granola today, but that's like as refined as I would go. Wow, we're and really the granola has uh, no added breaking sugar. through the fourth wall here, talking to the listeners directly. Typically, we like to keep it more, you know, just talking to each other. What a what a format change after these five weeks off. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. But it's because we've had such a long break. Yeah, we're back in the groove. So we're just trying to like keep them in the loop. You know, it's like there are children. You know, in this relationship. And so we just feel like we've abandoned them for five weeks, even though there's only one of them, it yeah. seems. And that one person still has emailed. Emails? So oh, we checked mean? before. No, there's only a promotional email. Anchor well, is being purchased was purchased by Spotify. Cool, cool, cool. Even if we just got an email that said, "Yeah, that would be cool." I would be the happiest girl in the world. Honestly, if we, we get an email, that's how we know. Quit like, our jobs. Honestly, we can quit. Like that's all I've really wanted. For this. Uh, it's like no way, no, no way. At that point, we gotta <laughs> Quit start the going even harder. Email back immediately. Yeah. Ten minute within ten minutes, we'll have a response out to you. 
Thank you. We've received your email. We're investigating. We'll back to you as soon as possible. That's true. Matthew <laughs> Matthew monitors the email. email Shout out the email for the people. Therapy, I don't podcast at gmail.com. L-O-N-G-D-I-S-T-A-N-C-E-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. We should set up a website too. Well, maybe once we get back in the oh, swing of things. Good job. That's yeah, a little dramatic. Um, but besides that, anyway, I think it's good, speaking of the back to the November challenge, mm-hmm. I just think it's good every month to kind of start like a new initiative or like new goal for the month. And so I think it's good because we'd kind of done that for a little bit, but we'd slacked yeah. off. So I think it's cool we're getting backed into it. And then the other goals this month are mm-hmm. to post a podcast once a week. So four podcasts this month, which is just back on schedule. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to teach you CPA mm-hmm. lessons once a week. And I'm going to study for three hours a day minimum. A lot of goals. And catch up on work. And yeah, most of the goals are the same goals I've had, but just like, you know, restating them. It's cool that the run two miles every day isn't even like a goal anymore because it's just like not a thought because I've been doing it for so long at this point that I'm just like, yeah, like I'm just going to make it a year and then I can stop this silly thing. Yeah, I bet you just keep going even after a year. There's no way I can stop it now. You know, probably just feel lost without it. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, without that extra 20 minutes. You think of I'd be so time, lost time without listening it? To whenever you're doing. You probably don't listen to music anymore, huh? You're just out there enjoying the wilderness. I feel like you're just like Snow White. Like you run through the forest, like little squirrels and rabbits come yeah, up I and, don't and n- nuzzle your little heels. Birds come fluttering down from the treetops. Fire <laughs> rages in the distance. It is pretty majestic. Above. It is pretty majestic, the canyon that I run in most days. So I do really like it. And then now I've just been like, I'll run whatever I'm running that day. And then I'll just hike for like a few more miles to. Wow. Sorry to keep you up. Enjoy the time. But, um, sorry. Um, Uh, my run streak though, guess how many days I've been doing it. Like, oh man, what was the first one was 120 or is it 120 you're trying to get to? Probably like 98, 99, 124. You think I'm only in 99 days? 154, 162, 163, 163 is my guess. I'm at 163, 163. Is that close? I'm going to put some bells in. Whoa, you know what's funny? I had a counter on here from Uh like when I wanted to move from Boise, and it's called moving from Boise. And it says 61 days from now. No, that I was moving from Boise. I'm just going to delete it. You sure it's not 61 days overdue? Never mind. Okay. Yeah, it's sixty-one it, days. Wow. I moved from Boise, actually. <laughs> actually, wow, I know. We've only been in a distance relationship for two months, and we have, uh, yeah, sixty-one days. So I've broke. We've broken, almost broken up during this time. We've already seen each other once. We've like ha- gone through existential crises. We had a huge discussion this week about Matthew's never going to move here, and I'm never going to move back. So we just were like, you know, now we're just yeah, stuck. That would be good. Can anyone write in if anyone's in a distance relationship? Like, b- which person decided yeah, to move to the other, sure. or like how that decision was made? I still think you should. Move well, I get to this my new gig. Area. I can live wherever I want but, after like a year or so. Yeah, the new job. Because I just feel like, I even just, though you're yeah. like, oh, I've I've never really wanted to live there. I just feel like. You've never really had a reason, like, 
not to want to try it out, you know? I just think, like, it makes more sense to move to this area, which is a great area, because you don't really have a place that you're like, you know, like, I don't really care where we live, but, like, if we lived in this one place, it would make all my dreams come true. Whereas, like, I have a place where I'm like, yeah, I could live somewhere else, but, like, I feel very strongly and very much in love with this current area. And so it's like, why wouldn't, like, if someone has that strong of feelings about it and you love that person so much, why wouldn't you want to see what, like, they're also in love with, yeah. you know? Because, like, don't you think we have and pretty similar And we've talked about it before. I mean, in that? ultimately, and this is why this is also, if I get this new gig, it'd be pretty nice because I'd be able to work remotely and work from wherever. But, I mean, there just isn't jobs there. Like, I without, like, in Auburn, well, okay, I guess I can say it now, but in Auburn, there is not jobs. Like, yes, there's jobs in the area. In the area, yes, there is. I can commute and do all that kind of thing. That's fine. But yes, there's there like is. actual jobs and careers there. You know, like there's like big companies. It's a really small town. Yeah, there is. It, I was going to take is. a picture. There's like, it's not though. <laughs> there's companies okay, we all don't need to get in this argument again. But no jobs that hire me. How about that? How about that? How about that? There's no jobs that will hire me because I just I've think applied if you to plenty of them. Jobs. And even done contact back, so. Okay. You have not. Good. But yes, there's plenty of jobs in the area. Like, I just feel like you don't, but you're not fair to say like, because you had such a good opportunity to move there and keep, and with no stress, you had to worry about getting a new job or anything. You just kept your, doing exactly what you're doing. You just got to pick up and move. But like, I don't have that opportunity right now. So it's really hard for me to just do that. I'm not going to just move there and then hopefully find a job within a couple of weeks. I'm not going to go there and try to find an apartment and do all this other things. Like it's going to be a lot I'm, more difficult move for me to do that than it was for you. So like, just to say, I need to just go and do it. And it's not very fair for me. But I'm not asking you to do it in like a week. I'm asking you to be like, okay, I want to move to that area. And then a year from now, you know, start looking for jobs now. You'll find a company that'll help you relocate here. Like, I just think it can be a lot easier than you're making it sound. Um, however, when I first wanted to move here, I put in my two weeks at my right. job. I didn't think I was going to be able to keep my job. Yes, I had a place to move to, but I think you decided a year from now too, like I would find this apartment here. We'd be like, you know, like I would take care of that. And you'd probably, if you found a good company, they would help you move. So I just don't think it's I mean, like, you're not doing it though. So it's, it's easy to say, hard. but yeah, I but agree. It probably won't be that difficult. Everything. But I mean, even yeah, then it's like you had opportunity. It, yeah. you, you knew like, people in the area. Either way, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like, like you said, we've talked about it a bunch of times. But what would be different if we were moving to Austin? Austin's a big city. Or a different place, you know? You would still have to apply for jobs there and that no, kind it's of stuff. Not. Okay. Yeah, so is Auburn. Anyway, it's yeah, all it's silly. Really cold. We have the heat on. It's 35 degrees in Boise right now. Well. It's 55 degrees here right now. 
I have the heat on. It's 51 degrees in Austin. Thanks. That's your weather report, folks. Yeah, did you do anything well, fun? Um, oh, it's cheap candy Halloween day. Shoot, I missed week. it. Oh, well. Mm -mm. This is the best time. Oh, well. You can go tomorrow. There's still some left today, to Winco, I bet. Somebody brought in leftover. Well, Evan brought in like leftover candy they had. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's pretty fun. Really? Mm -hmm. Fun. You don't anyway. So. I didn't eat any candy because I'm doing no sugar. You don't really eat candy anyway. But I did eat. What? Oh, yeah, like I'm allergic chocolate. to it. Yeah. So. Tends to keep me <clears throat> from eating it. Yeah, milk. So when you tend to throw up, you tend to not eat it. Although that's a good thing to talk about. I'm lactose intolerant or allergic to the proteins in milk, but there's nothing more in life right now I would like literally kill someone for than just a bagel, which I'm not supposed to eat, with just sun-dried tomato cream cheese slathered on there. Mm. That's all. <laughs> I haven't had that since I was like five, but oh, so I think I need to try to make some sort of vegan cream cheese, and then I'll make some sort of like, or I'll just put it on some sweet potato Fine. so that I'm not eating fine carb. Okay, well, I guess we should wrap this up. You're sounding pretty unenthusiastic. Uh, Do you have any cool really articles you've read lately or cool things to share before we... Yeah. Yeah, but this is everything related. You're just chatting with me. Uh, Long-distance relationship girlfriend. I don't think so. It's been, today's been just such a blur. It's hard to think of anything good. What have I been looking into? Oh, I started this book by, you know, Gore Vidal, the author. I started this book. It's called uh, Empire. Uh huh. And uh -huh. it's got this character named Carolyn. She's like the main character. And she's in like this hoity toity family. Uh, she grew up in France, her, but her parents are like American. And she has this stepbrother that, uh, is trying to get half her estate because her dad wrote a will and his last will that he wrote, he wrote uh, the French one instead of the American one. So it looks like a seven. So they're saying in like the stepbrother and his lawyer saying that she doesn't get her half of the estate till she's 27 as opposed to 21. Like she normally like in all the other pre previous wills, you know? So that's like the main kind of crux of the story. But then I don't know. It's just crazy. Um... Cause they're all like, ultra wealthy like east coast old families and all that kind of thing and i don't know just the lives they live it's pretty good i've never really read it apparently there's like it's one of the books i got at the book sale uh, at the library so apparently there's a whole there's a whole series of books that he has that are like the history of america basically told through like kind of like historical fiction just told to like these characters he has but i was reading up on it apparently like everyone loves carolyn she's like one of the best characters he ever created and i thought that too i thought like oh this is a really good character she's like 
you know, especially like in that time period, like early or late 19th century, uh, like she owns a newspaper and, you know, doesn't really, doesn't need no man, all this kind of stuff. So it's pretty good. I'd recommend anyone's out there looking for a book, book, uh, recommendation. Relatable. Empire. Yeah. Yeah. I have another one of those books that I bought there. That's cool. I'll have to read it after you. I love good, um, I love uh, books like that. The whole speaking of women who don't need any man, this is like really, uh, you just took it to like a good novelistic level and I'm about to take it down like 20 notches. I really like how we have to like a huge outburst of like female singers just writing like great breakup anthems. Like it is an amazing time to break up right now. Because of just Who's like the charge? very Ariana Grande? good breakup anthems. <laughs> like Ariana Grande kind of feel like started it, but then I feel like there was like even Halsey had some, and now Ariana Grande with her two I mean not Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez with her two singles she put out <laughs> about the whole Justin Bieber thing. I just think they're like fire. <laughs> like so good. I don't know. Like I'm probably I know she like I've never thought her music was that good, so they're definitely the best two songs she's ever put out because I don't think she's that like ooh like musical genius, but I just think for what they are, just like breakup anthems, cool. like look at I've how been cool listening to watching this YouTube like, I show. Think pretty good, uh, so. This guy called Todd in the Shadows. He does like pop song reviews. I don't know why, because it's never really been like my kind of music, but um he's like really into it and I don't know. It's really, it's really been interesting because it's like I'll be on YouTube and it'll just kind of play like you know the next random video. So it'll randomly show me like these pop songs from, um, like 2015, and then it'll be like 2018 and all this kind of stuff. But the point is, he uh, he really liked um, "Thank You Next." I thought that was kind of funny. He thought that was like kind of like it was kind of it was kind of similar to you, where he didn't really like. He's like Iron oh, Grande. Like who knows? She's really gonna stick around or whatever. But then uh you thought thank you nick but but from but from back in like 20 like 24 she's already she like, like just converting one of from the most like famous disney to uh like a full-time like real pop star you know but uh yeah it was pretty cool like, oh that's pretty funny of all songs yeah it's a good song too somehow it's just just nails it yeah yeah, I think like her new album's definitely the best, but these two Selena Gomez songs are probably not as good as Ariana Grande, but they are the same in that like they have just enough like personal mm-hmm. references that you're just like almost more taken in with the gossip of it. Like that's what you're excited about. Yeah. But then you're like, oh my God, dang it, now it's stuck in my head, you know? Like you're trying to listen lyrics to be like oh my god that's totally a reference to justin bieber but Those then all of a the sudden you're like artists. shoot i cannot like you stop can tell when an artist song. is really at least in my opinion like my the artists that i like the most always have like a lot of really personal uh attachment and like to their songs that they write and they just like it's almost like yeah they're just telling like i'm gonna go in the studio today i'm just gonna write what's happening and sing what's happening in my life <laughs> right now and that's i'm gonna make a song out of it you know
Yeah, and I just thought it was good because it was uh-huh, like uh-huh. Selena Gomez Alexis usually Long isn't the one party, to do that. Yeah. I feel like everything's really like written for her and like kind of overly yeah, huh. just like being happy, you know, like yeah, yeah. Like, sun is shining, like partying, I'm just like but, rich, okay. just uh, riching around, you know, typical Selena Gomez. That's She's had a few like sad songs about Justin Bieber before, but mostly it was just like I didn't really feel her heart in it. This was like she talks about it and she's uh-huh. like, Yeah, I wrote these like two years ago, which is when they like broke up. And she was like, you know, honestly, like mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm releasing them now because I've grown so much and I'm like over it, you know? She was like, So I'm like putting it out now, people are like kind of like being like, Oh, she's like in this right now, but in reality, these were written like two years ago. And that's kind of cool. I'm, just, I'm like, sure it would take a while now though, too, having, to have like, to my get over it. Now you know, it, I really you feel know? like, yeah, I'm I just thought talking it was about cool. it. Did you, have you seen the, uh, the Jenny Slate Netflix special? <laughs> of course. No, it keeps, well, I deleted Netflix, but, um, it keeps, it's pretty good. Uh, you it can't watch it. It was recommending Netflix, it to me. Anyone else that Netflix. has Netflix, uh, should watch it. It's pretty good. I like Jenny Slate though. So I know she was 37. She'd been divorced, all this kind of stuff. I just had always seen her as kind of like bubbly kind of young you know but yeah she's a divorced woman at this point her career but it's really good some guy the guy actually that did uh marcel the shell with her she married to yeah that was after after the divorce really because i know she was dating captain america um Uh and i always was like Lucky him, lucky her. I really. But she has a point. Uh, and then they broke up, which made me really depressed. Like you, like you were saying, like it's like it's pretty cool because it's like stand up, but then it cuts to like videos of her, like with her family mostly, like kind of like like her childhood and it'll be like little VHS videos. But she's like talking to her dad, and her dad is like, you know, have you gotten to the point where you can you can laugh about the divorce and kind of do material about the divorce? And she's like, yeah, I think so. And she's like. You're talking about trying to make a joke, and she's like, "Well, I guess obviously not because you're not laughing." It's pretty funny. Your dad's just like stone faced staring at her, but it's pretty good. Would recommend as well. <laughs> Since when? Yeah. We know you've always had a big old crush she's on blunt. Jenny Slate. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you, she has come up a lot. <laughs> She's only 10 years younger than almost. you. I mean, 10 years older than you. <laughs> yeah, you don't know yet you. how old I am. 47. I'm 47. <laughs> yeah, I've seen... I bought a new license. car, too, everyone. So stop making fun of me. My car. All right. Cut it out. They were... All we'd get is hate mail to my car. I had a special I folder. I never could see your car before, For the email. So when I say no emails, I mean no positive emails. But I have... I finally replaced it. Jeez Louise. So everyone, everyone just so stop. Just stop talking about it. emailing over and over again. Please get a new car. When I came to visit, I had to drive his old car because it was right before he bought the new car. And it was like we would stop too long. Like there, we would be at a stoplight yeah, and helped. the car would just die. And he'd go, oh, yeah, you have to put it in Speaking a stoplight. And I was like, that was the issue. That was the issue. Me? It was like, 
I'm she trying didn't to drive even give him enough time to warm vehicle. up like, before you started, and her her hamstrings were snapping. You just need to turn it on. But... Okay. She did. She like it's a vehicle. She should just get to point A to it was point, point A to point D. And not C have to was a, a stop in the middle shake, of the have road. To screech the D whole time. would be like a random vroom, vroom, randomly you start revving, and then. E would be your destination. Yeah, I yeah, gotta, I'm doing it tomorrow. I gotta empty everything out. One of them should be to sell her off. I already got most of the stuff out of the back, but I need to finish cleaning out the trunk. And then, yeah. That's good. Get on the old Craigslist and make a move. Well, I think that's good. Well, for all the listeners, it's past my bedtime. I really need to go to bed. And um, if you have any questions, concerns, <laughs> the concern is probably how are you guys still together? Honestly, you like, always, you always think that that's afterwards. I know it sound like, pretty good. Like, yeah, this the is fact just, that they have broken up go. is um, this is like a strong. But no one really just says, like, oh, yeah, like, we fought and then we did this. You know what I mean? Like, when you listen to relationship <laughs> things, it's always, like, there's, like, a cute moment of annoyance. But there's never, like, oh, yeah, yeah we're, like, flat out bawling and screaming at each other. <laughs> no way. This is therapy. Like, we definitely need therapy. We hash it out. Sure. We'll get a professional involved in one of these episodes. That's true. She'll say, she'll say. I just want to settle one argument really quickly. Matthew, you are an idiot. I would just like to like... And I'll say, okay. <laughs> I'm sure you would. Yeah. <laughs> I really would like to go to a therapist. If we ever You're into that get... like self-improvement and what looking are at you yourself about? What was you know, that from about? an outsider perspective. And I think that's a good thing. I think that'd be something that would suit you you know like that seems like something that'd be right up your alley not like oh you need therapy but like yes that therapy is something that would be intriguing to micah that all tracks with what i know about you yeah i think oh couples therapy yeah sure we can do that too does that cover yeah, my insurance? I'm just saying for us together would be good you think because yeah. if we ever got like closer probably we could pay with well, our hsa so just earning it um yeah, I have so much leftover HSA. Um, if same, but if we ever um, decide to like take this relationship to the next level, I think before getting married, how almost like Christians do that thing where they like okay. meet with a pastor a couple times. We should just go to like yeah. three sessions of therapy. You know, get everything out in the open, everything figured out. Do a financial planning course together. That's like the one part of why I think Christian marriage. Oh, I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but one thing I really admire about Christian marriages from what I've seen is for some reason, everyone I've seen, and I didn't know this like prior to knowing people who are Christian and got married, they go through like a six month thing with their pastor where they go through like intimacy and financial planning and uh, like a whole like docket of like 
courses basically with their pastor. And I think that's really cool because it's like normal people don't do that. They're just like in the honeymoon phase. They don't discuss anything and then they get married and then they like get divorced. Whereas like, I think that's really cool. So I don't know if all like Christian marriages start yeah, that way, but that. I've known That'd be a good idea. everyone I've known like thus far has gamut. done that with their pastor. No, not the pastor thing, but we can use science. We can use financial planners. We can use therapists. We can do it. And mimic. I don't trust Brian necessarily. I don't know. I mean, he's fine, but I don't trust him to well, I, you wouldn't want plan my life Brian? or advise me in that kind of way. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe. Yeah, I think he knows huh. us that well to really be able to do that. I feel like I part of it is like, yeah, it's like your pastor like the that knows you. He's like, knows your family, knows your backgrounds. I'd rather just hire a professional, you know? Okay, okay. Anyway, I really got to go to bed. It's been a great episode of podcasting. <laughs> okay. I'm already in That's bed currently, made. so I'm just going to shut right, this love little you. guy off Bye-bye. and close my eyes. Night, night. <laughs> I'm tired. It's exactly. It's been five weeks Bye. since we last Have talked. a great week. Talk to you like in an exact week because we only talk on this Bye. podcast and no other time. Exactly. It's been five weeks since we've last talked. <laughs> Bye.